how do we say, je ne sais quoi. His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, but if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. With an opposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello, and welcome back to episode seven of Banter Behind the Throne. You're here today with me, Dave, and I'm joined with Lol. Hello. And I'm joined by Peel. Hello. Fantastic. Uh, today we're going to talk briefly about Nationals, then some 2.0, and then we're going to move on to cards beginning with G. So uh, a bit of a light schedule today, but we should be fine. So, Nationals. Uh, there's been a bit of a problem with the ticketing link, so if you have had trouble, I will post the link in the description for this episode, and hopefully you can book tickets. Um, it's been a bit of a subpar organisation not been, with this year's Nationals. Not been the best, has it? Let's be honest. No, but we'll try to make it as fun as possible. <laughs> it will be fine. Uh, Craven's bought some Baileys. I've got Polish vodka. Yes. That, what a mix. That's fine. Yeah, not, to, and... not together. That would be horrid. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. God. Um, and I can't remember whether it... it, it, it I can't remember whether we mentioned it in the Paramore chat or a different chat, but we're making a push for everyone to dress smartly. We're going we're gonna to really make a go of this Nationals. Yes. Uh, so while I've pushed for black tie, I have been overruled, and the current dress code for Nationals is suits. Suits, yeah. Just turn and, up looking as bling as you... Well, not bling, that's probably the wrong thing, but as dapper as you can. Could buy a purple suit. If anyone does have a zoot suit on that matter, actually, Dave, uh, they will be getting a bottle of Bailey's automatically. They'll just win. <laughs> uh, they'll just literally just win any challenges or anything we've got on for that day. They'll just win everything. I'll just give them everything I have. Just there you go. I have my things. You've I'm won. thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of going for a cravat. A cravat. Yeah, yeah. I wore one at a wedding a few weeks, uh, a few months ago, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, <laughs> So I might resurrect the cravat. I can imagine. Yeah. The question is, depending on how like the joust finishes, can I change into black tie after the joust? You can do anything you so, want, Dave. So I could wear my suit during the day and then go formal for the evening. That sounds pretty fun. I you think, think I could even manage a suit all day? That's what I'm thinking about. Or <laughs> maybe have a change warm. of shirt. Oh. Just change the shirt after the end and just go out for it. Now you just sound like secondary Dave who changes his shirt about four times a night. I'm not that bad. <laughs> it's just like suddenly lumberjack. Here we go. It's time. <laughs> uh, Dave, he doesn't have his lumberjack shirts anymore. That's uh, that's, that's true. That's a dark <laughs> subject. That is. Depending <laughs> how um, what sort of time it finishes, we should all then uh, you know find ourselves a, a nice sort of a club somewhere, and it'd look like a horrible Game of Thrones hip hop video, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> oh, just imagining everyone driving on the dance floor in suits yeah. would just be. Oh, that would make my year. With our lovely all-art Street of Steels. <laughs> well, do you wear them in your uh, suit pocket like you would? Like a pocket square. A handkerchief, That's yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Pocket square of a Street of Steel. That's it, it's not bad. Well, speaking of nationals, actually, I mean, as much as we could sort of lament, well, we've had problems with, with 
prizes and you know the organization has been you know wanting for a better word um it's a lot better than the canadian nationals were <laughs> yes it was um i've only just discovered this um I've, i assume dave you've read the same thing i read but peel this will be news to you and it'll probably yep. be news to our our listeners uh canadian nationals had four people attend none of whom were canadian one of whom had never played before <laughs> That is, that is that's terrible considering the quality of players in uh, in canada um you know our our, uh, our fellow podcast hosts notwithstanding of course um there you know there's a lot of good players in canada but we've made quite a lot of uh, impact on the scene over the last few years and i think it's a it's a bloody travesty for them actually that their last first edition nationals is held well, I don't really get what the problem was. It was just held away from like the main centre of players and took. Yeah, to get it was in. in Toronto, which is West Canada, and all the Thrones matters are in East Canada. Right. And while that doesn't sound terrible, Canada's pretty big, and the middle is a wasteland. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah. You haven't got to just drive through Milton Keynes to get there. <laughs> no. So while we might be sad that there's no local meta to us, Peel. Yeah. Um, I'll it's not that. as far as Toronto. <laughs> it's not as far as Toronto. Just oh man, that, that must be a real kick in the tits. Um, so yeah, I am going to sort of temper my complaints about nationals in light of that revelation. With you know, it could be worse. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. But yeah, get out a decent suit or something for nationals, and we'll make it a a fantastic team photograph at the end. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Alright, well, after that, we decided we should talk about 2.0, because we're running out of first edition stuff to talk about. Um, and there must come a time, I guess, where we need to realise that first edition is now approaching, you know, the winter of its existence. How many sort of more deck building discussions and reviews and stuff do we really need to do? Um, well, and we've got, we've a got lot two of more tournaments list- coming up. A lot of new listeners, a lot of people probably wanted to hear more about 2.0. If we're wrong about that, if, if what I just said doesn't actually fit with what you want, do let us know. Um, we are kind of making this decision to gently, but you know, quite decisively move into 2.0 content. But if people are listening and they still want some more first, do let us know because there's plenty more in the tank. It's just you know, <laughs> we're trying to be smart. I'm sure we'll continue talking about first edition <laughs> long after everyone else stops caring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, they said last year that this year that the flea bottom fracker next year will be first edition. Flea, so flea bottom next year. Yeah, yeah. They don't think that the uh, the card pool will be mature enough to have a good tournament like that. Wow, that's um, um, that's quite surprising. Yeah, I don't know if they, I, I think they were talking about the joust and the melee, but you know it may turn out that it's just the melee, which definitely won't have the card pool to have an awesome tournament. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm surprised at that. I'll be honest. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. That will be our last first edition tournament. Yeah, we go, that's like a whole which I definitely want to. Maybe I'll play a different deck. <laughs> uh, yeah. So second edition. Yes. Uh, as of today, it is now on the boat, which means it's going to be here in approximately six to eight weeks. Well, it's going to—I say here—it's going to be in the US in six to eight weeks, which we'll we'll get it in what February or something. So. Uh, it's a bit disappointing. <laughs> no, uh, we should have it. In October, I think, based on those uh, projections. That makes is... sense. That's um, roughly the same time Conquest arrived. Yeah. 
which got conquest when I got back from Australia, and I got back from Oz fifteenth of October. So yeah, it's, that does seem about right for a Gen Con announcement, even though Gen Con was earlier, wasn't it? Gen Con was slightly earlier this year, yeah. Uh, apparently, Netrunner was launched at Gen Con and then came out in September, so they managed to rush that out a bit quicker. Goddamn Netrunner gets all the bloody resources, doesn't it? Everyone loves Netrunner. Yeah. You go on Reddit or something, and everyone's going, oh, Netrunner, somebody will go, you go into the board game sub, and they say, I want to play, I want a game to play, like, you know, four players, I don't want it to be expandable, that kind of thing. And they go, oh, have you played Netrunner? <laughs> yeah. You should play Netrunner. Netrunner's amazing. And then they'll go in and they'll say, oh, Thrones 2.0 has come out. You know, is it worth getting? Should I get first edition? And somebody will go, oh, you should play Netrunner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what I have to say that? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Netrunner. We've had enough of you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Netrunner. Uh, to be fair, I, I, Netrunner is all right. But for the benefit of this segment, fuck you, Netrunner. <laughs> well, I've not played it, and I have no inclination to play it. I haven't so played it for months. And I, I, until someone proves me wrong. I can't be arsed it. Yeah, um... It seems to me with Netrunner that there's not a lot of diversity between top decks. Mm. Um, and I just find that a bit boring. That when you go to tournaments and you know exactly what's going to win. You know, like when Thrones 1.0, some of the meta was at its worst. Yeah. When you could just tell what the top decks are always going to be. Um, whereas now at the moment, Thrones, I really think it's balanced. Like, I know we've had a little bit of a run of Dragon Pit doing well, but I think that's just because no one was really expecting it. Um I like the way Thrones is at the moment. I think it's a pretty healthy place, and that place. just makes the reboot all the sadder. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So, uh, on, on that note, uh, those couple of... When the reboot was being you know, first announced, people were saying about other potential ways they could stop the card pool from getting too ridiculous. Okay. Uh, rotation, yeah. or uh, going to deluxe boxes like Thulu and Invasion was. Mm-hmm. Um but my favourite solution was to reboot the game as much as possible by removing uh, Moribund and th- things like that. But uh, the core set to be purely first edition cards, mm-hmm. so that older players wouldn't have to buy the f- uh, the core set and maybe even the first cycle, uh, and just use old ones. So only reprint staple cards that were balanced for the new second edition. So they don't print Pots Viper; they print. Warcrest Viper, say, in the core set. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. They don't play <laughs> nothing ridiculous like Wheels Within Wheels or something. Yeah. Uh, which would have been a nice happy medium, but I think having seen the second edition core set, it is quite nice. Yeah, and I, just, I don't really think it would have made a great bit of difference uh, long term. No. But the fact that I, I can't think of a single person who is sort of balls deep in first edition. And second edition's been announced, they've gone, I know what, fuck it, I don't think I'll bother. Everyone who we know has, has jumped straight back in, and it's brought in so many new players. But I think, you know, obviously with the benefit of hindsight, but this was always really the best solution, was just to say, you know what, you had your fun, now come on in, we're going to take Influence and Moribund out the back, shoot them in the head, and uh, put out some nice pretty new things, and that's worked out, I really do think, for the best. Well, I really miss influence already. Well, you would do. <laughs> um, but that said, some players in the UK have stopped. I mean, Stoke, a lot of them may not start up again. No, uh, and New fair. Phoenix and his friends have all stopped. They've moved on to Cthulhu and uh, Doomtown. Doomtown, yeah. Yeah, whether or not they'll come back 
one or two cycles in, they said they'll remains to be seen. They will. But <laughs> he'll he'll hear the Tully's calling him. Yeah, he'll come in. He'll come back in. Actually, I was thinking um, last night when I should have been working about um, something to talk about, and I, I should have mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to drop it in you know, guerrilla warfare style. So here it comes. Brace yourself. Um, dual crest how uh, dual crest characters. We haven't got any yet. Do you think we'll get any? As in multiple house affiliations? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so as opposed to Rhaegar. Yeah, sorry, not crest. <laughs> um, house crest symbol faction. You know, yeah, the Aris Oak of the world. I hope we do. I think I think we will. I think it's uh, I think especially the deluxe box, it's the easiest way to bulk out the card pool quickly. Yeah. As long as they don't get too out of hand with it, it will still give everyone a, uh, you know, a distinct card pools. I um, I was thinking rather than sort of just do it willy nilly, if you like, well, not willy nilly. Everyone who's had like a dual affiliation has had a reason for it in the story or whatever. But I think it would be quite interesting, rather than just scattergunning them here and there, is to actually have sort of dual house sort of factions, if you like. So, for example, you know how I did, how I did the Boltons in the first edition? It was just, I could see where they were going with it, but it was shit. Yep. In this, you could still make them like regular dudes, but just all of them are Lannister Stark. That would be cool, but would you be able to balance that with a similar kind of faction in I was trying to think, other houses? I was trying to think, and actually I couldn't come up with another one. Because <laughs> Tyrell, obviously, would be the obvious one. Yeah, and then again, that would still boost the Lannister card pool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Frey's the other one, and that is the same thing. <laughs> so there's not yeah. a lot of crossing either way, is there, sort of on other side. So. Yeah. I think if Everyone they do it with... Um, Lannisters. Yeah, with the right characters. You could see um, Stark and Ka- no, sorry, um, Stark and Targ and everything from beyond or, or before the war. Like you can print loads of like special characters from before the war, etc. So you've got like I don't know the Mad, oh, yeah. yeah, like the Mad King, etc. Um, obviously, he's dead in the books, but they've still got a card from. They did say that they were going to stray away from dead characters. Oh. I like that. Uh, from now on, uh, I know John Bruno had to go straight to the actual CEO of Fantasy Flight and get permission to make the Mad King, um, which I, I understand. I think that's a good idea. But then again, now they're going to have to reprint the Mad King mm-hmm. as it's a champ card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so is the Laughing Storm, yeah. who is even more dead than the Mad King. Yeah, he's well gone. Yeah, he's like Robert's grandfather or something. Yeah, he's proper out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, dual, dual crest. I do hope they come back. I just, I, I would like to see them use it for sort of interesting kind of mechanics in a way, because I just don't want things like the Boltons and stuff to come back in and just be shit again. But also, yeah. I don't really want the Boltons just to be in the start card pool and nothing mentioned about what they're like. It does leave me thinking as well with neutral characters and neutral cards. Um, it would be quite good to use the phrase for those. The neutral cards. Yeah. Right. Because like the the uh, the implication being that the phrase would kind of work with anybody if it's you know to their advantage. So you could bulk out a lot of your neutral characters, like to pad your deck out with with phrase cards, I think would be quite nice and thematic. Yeah, that's not bad. You could do them so they're beastie or something, or like they've got some really nice event cards but they cost quite a bit of gold. So it's almost as if you gotta bribe them. Yeah, uh, that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? Like as in you have to 
you have to literally say, uh, I don't know, you got an event which I don't. Well, throwing out there the red wedding. Uh, you could place that as an event, and it might be able to kill a lord and a lady or something like that again. But you'd have to pay four gold or five gold to pull it off or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can. I see where you're going with that. Mm. Yeah. Be interesting from a thematic point of view, if nothing else. Yeah. But yeah, that's my little my little thing I was musing on earlier on is uh, yeah, well, dual affiliation. Well, hopefully they reprint the rights to Aris Oakheart. Definitely. Because he is just going to be money with the new Ariane. We can pop him in in the challenges first. How brilliant is that? Yeah. Exactly. And also there's loads of allies knocking about at the moment who've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Not for long. Bowling around up there in the fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> First chapter pack, Aris Oakart, Varus, Dissension. Jorah. <laughs> Dissension, yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor old Fion. <laughs> yeah. Suntan Fion. Where do you get a fucking town like that in the north? It's all the sunbathing he did on the way over to the Iron Islands. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. He's not bagging that woman. Plenty of time to kill. Okay, right. Right, okay. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we thought we would talk about each faction in turn, but we're not going to go through every single card uh, because can, we can't be asked. You can find <laughs> so, <that> elsewhere. <laughs> uh, but when the chapter packs come out, we will be going through card by card. Yes. Well, at least that's the current plan. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a faction or two every week uh, when we don't have anything else to talk about until the release is 2.0 officially uh, and just give you our favourite cards and our least favourite cards and any other musings on that faction as a whole. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. So we're going to start off with Stark because we thought that would be um, best, even if we all think Stark are boring as sin in first edition. Well, they're banned, um, unfortunately, mate. Yeah. No, no Mira Reed this time. <laughs> Stark are banned, it's true. Uh, but of course, Mira Reed is a champ card, so she will be back in some form. She will. Yeah, yeah no, hopefully no shadow, closer so. to her. Uh, well, um, the designer, Nate, I want to say, uh, said that Shadows is his favourite mechanic from 1st edition. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't mind. I would be shocked if it didn't come back. I like Shadows. Yeah. And people say that it's partly replaced by Ambush. But I like the way that you invest in your Shadows and they come out later. <laughs> it's, a way, it's a way to use that excess gold. And think of all the things that interact with Shadows in 1st edition as well. There's so much sort of design space there. Yeah. Which can't just be covered by ambush because it's a pretty much a house specific keyword, isn't it? Uh, no, I think every house has ambush. Well, it has the potential for ambush, but Lannister have definitely got their the more ambush. Yeah, they've got loads. I mean, uh, uh, Ario Hota's ambush. Um, Stark Darwolves get ambush. Yeah, from but I mean, wood. Lannister do have like the abundance of it just sort of naturally with no other things needed, don't they? Yeah, they got a shit ton. Yeah, that's fair. That's their ball game. Okay. So, Stark. What do we think? I really like Stark. Oh. A shocking development. Um, I've, I really enjoy playing them. And uh, they, yeah, they get my blood pumping. I like a little bit of this. It's, which is funny, really, because they don't do a lot different than they do in first edition. I can't fucking stand them in first. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just enjoying it. It's just quite simple. It's just um, what my sort of, um, it's fundamentals, isn't it? It's big strength, murder things, done. And I don't know why, because it, it is exactly the same as what we're doing now, but I don't know, maybe it's a, just a new dawn, a new age and all that. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Okay. 
Have you got any thoughts on Stark as a whole, Theo? I'm having a look at a few of their cars now, actually, and uh, one of them, the two that are flagging up to me as being potentially future jank, uh, an example, um, is Sansa. Who's, who's got their phone on? Well, I'll let the first beep go, but we talked about this. I thought it was Peel's jank alarm going off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was. All right. Um, <laughs> No, basically, um, Sansa Stark, uh, obviously she comes into play now, and after Sansa Stark stands, gain one power for each faction. Um, yes. I just, if, for example, if there's a lot of stand tech coming out, I don't know how much is out there in the, in the big wide world of 2.0, but I reckon Read I could... the last four words of that reaction. Yeah. Yeah, limit one per... <laughs> oh. Limit once per round. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. Oh, yeah. God damn and it. And that is why she is my least favourite Stark card, because if it wasn't shit. limit once per round... She'd be fun. Oh, she's one of my favourites. That's one of my favourite cards. Really? Yeah, I think it... Right, okay, let's break it down from top to bottom. Free gold, yeah? In second yeah. edition, that's... Cheap. Cheap as chips. Alright. Intrigue and power. Fine. Yeah, Stark, nice. always going to need the intrigue. Power, whatever, but intrigue is important. Uh, lady, that's a beneficial trait. I imagine... <laughs> she can have a bodyguard. Yep. So she might get red wedding in first edition. She might get red wedding. Um, and after, yeah, her ability is fine. It's a constant little tick going up, um, and I like it from a from a Nedley standpoint because the more you use Sansa in your little schemes, yeah, people tend to benefit from using her. Okay. Um, for for things, unless well, well, no, actually, I'm gonna go go ahead and. I'm going to commit to that statement. The more you use Sansa to to fulfil schemes and to get away with plots and that sort of stuff, you tend to benefit from using her as a tool. So the, the implication of this is use her. Kneel her for something. Because when she stands in dominance, you're going to reap the reward of doing it. Stand in dominance? Uh, stand in standing, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Fair enough. So I like that, that, that whole design thing. And the art is fantastic. The art is good. Um... I do like I do I like that she's efficient. She's a decent chud. You can she's probably gonna be a one of in Stark decks for the next like four or five cycles, certainly until there's a better Sansa. Um which is cool. But it's just the fact that it specifies once per round just makes me sad. Only because you can't if it break was, it. If it was limit two per round, there would be a bonus to standing her outside of the standing phase. And then I'd like it. Yeah, now you're mad. But the fact that it's okay. once, it's just, it's when she stands in the standing phase. I mean, think about it. Like that's this less level. fun. You do a power challenge with a high like plot, with a high flame, and you've got her participating as well. That's just another power to add on. But yeah, yeah what you're but saying, then... Dave, objectively, though, Dave, like, it, it's not bad, is it? You're just no, saying you don't like bad. it because you can't abuse the hell out of it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But objectively speaking, this is a chud who, if they stay around to standing, is going to gain you power. Yeah, oh, she's yeah, she's a decent chud. It's just it's such a missed opportunity. I feel, and I also think all the first edition ones are better. So, ah, <laughs> uh, well, so hang on, which version of Sansa in first edition is better than this? Okay, the one that when there's no shadows gains strength, renown, and noble crest. Awesome. She's a two cost renown. Mm. Uh, the two cost one, if you've got fewer cards at command, you search for. That was the, the only one dead. I was going to say. And you don't that. reveal it. You just add it to your hand, which is amazing. Or you discard it for your kindly man. Yeah. And then the corset one, because you pop loads of direwolves on her and draw loads of cards. Which Peel came up against that, didn't you? Uh, um, 
yes, I did. Um, she <laughs> couldn't be killed. I tried lots of things, uh, and just nothing worked. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Uh, many, many stacking Sansa. And I like it that the way the reaction is worded on her, or the response, sorry, uh, is um, you can anyone can play an attachment on her, but it's only the controller that can trigger the response to let them draw a card. So you can use it as a deal maker in melee. Uh-huh. So if you play an attachment on my Sansa, I'll let you draw a card. Yeah, um, got me convinced. I've seen people uh, when Mikael was playing her in melee, people have flame kissed her and drawn the card as part of a deal. Uh, while she's got other attachments on her. Yeah, she says that's her useless. She's just playing to draw. Yeah, which is cool. I like it. Okay. So all of them are more fun. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I'll take what you're saying. Although, I, yeah, I, I will admit this one is decent, but she's not. Just limit twice per round. That's all it needed. Dave, <laughs> to make me happy. You don't have to have every possible. Don't have to have every card with the opportunity to be horribly <laughs> abused. We've lived through this before. It's just, oh, there's no point in standing her outside of the standing phase, which is, makes me sad. If there was a bonus to making her stand instead of one of your other characters, because they have loads of standing tech, then it would be a lot better, I think. I would like to see someone make it uh, hold her in the brothel, though, or something like that. Yeah, she doesn't stand. Oh. Oh, no, whoa. the brothel. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> in a probes. <laughs> I'd like to see Sansa in a brothel. <laughs> You're thinking of Jane Poole. Um, oh, don't go there. <laughs> horrible story uh, but the thing is the thing about the brothel is that they stand and then they kneel so it should still trigger so it's after a character stands in the standing phase kneel that character so then should be kneeling in the next round yeah but yeah like I said if someone's going to use their brothel on your Sansa who cares yeah, exactly yeah. so <laughs> I like Sansa Dave right. isn't too sure Peel what do you reckon I thought she was really good up until I paused her. I read the limit once per round. And then she came across her, I was like, oh, she's good. We're talking about Stark, brilliant. Because I'm not really 100% familiar with them all. I haven't had a chance to have a good sit through. I didn't know the deck builder was on Card Game DB now. That's a, a revelation. So I'll be um, definitely trying that out later tonight, I think. But um, no, I quite like Vanguard in the North uh, as well. Sansa, eh, I can feel should be fun. Again, just for my high claim challenge. Um, but that's about it, really, for me. All right, so let's talk about Vanguard of the North, shall we? What, what do you like about them, Peel? I like the fact that you can get a military off with them still standing. Giving you a... a well, making you want to go first. Mm. Characters that don't kneel are good. Mm. Yes, we know this. That is a big deal. So, that is, for new players, that is advice from first edition veterans. Yep. I, I, I <laughs> just... That's why we're all so good at this game, guys. Insights like that. <laughs> so they don't kneel if someone's got a war... War plot card. I like... The only reason I say is I like the, um, obviously, the what military battle tech from the last uh, game. There is seven plot cards which have got a war trait. Yeah. Oh, is there? That's quite a few. How many of them are good? Uh, well, if you... If card Game DB is to be believed. One of them is uh, the best ga- card ever printed across any game ever made. Oh, it's on spikes. on spikes. <laughs> so um, you might as well count that as two, because everyone's running them in two. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're not. Um, marching orders, 931. You cannot marshal locations or attachments or play events with a reserve of four. Uh, I don't think that's making many decks. I'll be perfectly honest. 
I think it's you're going to see a lot of players, new players playing it. I reckon. Yeah. Heads on spikes, boys. You get heads oh, on sorry, spikes, not... and then you get an unopposed military. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, wildfire, wildfire, wildfire is a war. Yeah. Reinforced. So, I haven't seen that yet. So naval superiority is top banter. Naval superiority. Well, here's a spoiler. Back in all of my decks. <laughs> <laughs> um, fortified position and a storm of swords. So I reckon. Yeah. I mean, obviously. You're building your deck around maximising these, aren't you? You aren't putting these in on the hope someone else is running warpots. No. If you're going to go balls deep from three of these, you're putting warpots in. So. Yeah. Certainly, almost all of them look playable. Yes. And one of them's a reset. So awesome. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, they're pretty good card actually. I, I like them. It's a good shout. Okay. So I guess I'll mention a card I like now. I like Arya Stark. Um, she's three for two, and she's got one icon, but if she's got a duplicate, she gains a military icon, which is nice. Yep. She's got stealth, and stealth is at a premium in the corset at the moment. That's true. Uh, and after she enters play, you pop a duplicate on her, yeah. face down from the top of your deck. Uh, what I like about her is that she is Davos from first edition. Yes, and I knew I, I recognised that from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I mean... She's slightly different. She's got one less strength, and Davos always has the military icon. But aside from that, she's the same card, and I love Davos in all my decks. He's yeah. you're always happy to see him, except on setup. Uh, and yeah, well, and I like the art. Yeah, the art's good. This is a card so, that causes concern with me because I like it. I like everything about it. Everything you just said, I totally agree with. Um, I'm just really fucking bored of Arya Stark. I'm so over Arya. <laughs> she does my head in. What, in the TV show or just in general? just I think it's just a case of, yeah, the TV show hasn't helped. And I think it was only like episode five where she's pushing that fucking wheelbarrow around, shouting out, Oysters, clams, cockles. It's pissed me off. <laughs> I've, never had, I've never been able to look at it the same way again. Oh, fair enough. And then there was that gratuitous murder scene at the end. Oh, that was stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> we get it. Merrin Trent. It was Merrin Trent, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah we get it. Marion Trent's an arsehole. You don't have to make him a paedophile as well just to really push that point home. I think <laughs> it was just a cheap shot because in Game of Thrones you get people who are dicks who just because they're dicks, that's how they are. Yeah. You don't have to then introduce like unforgivable kind of transgressions to them to make them not likeable. That, that's not so, what yeah, e- Everyone hated him already. Yeah, exactly. He was just an arsehole. You don't have to then compound that by sort of making Arya white than white. It's part of her character arc. She gets a bit murderous. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A bit murderous, yeah. She does a bit of murder. <laughs> Light murder on Sundays or something. Nothing yeah. to do. Um, okay, so there's Aria. Well, I didn't actually get the sad card I liked. I just disagreed with the one that you didn't. So All right. I like, like, warm rain. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Yeah, because I got the trigger. There's three <laughs> challenge phases on the trot against Bambi playing um, Lannister. And it was just absolute top banter. <laughs> That insignificant <laughs> direwolf pup is standing in your intrigue challenge. You've got to wonder, do I have light warm rain? Yes. <laughs> it is that he calls it thinking of second edition cards. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's not just he calls it thinking. It's he calls it thinking, but someone's getting sort of their blood sprayed against the inside of a castle window. Which <laughs> um, is nice. And that art is, look at the size of that dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's big. He's, He's so big. big. That dog is bigger than a bed. 
it's a shame it's not loyal, actually. Uh, because if you could reduce it with fealty, it would be much more fun. It would be much more fun. Um, and I'm not going to be like Ungrateful Dave in the corner and complain <laughs> that it's only maximum one per challenge, because once is enough. No, no, I'm fair, fair enough. <laughs> Can you imagine if this wasn't one per challenge? Well, you'd have to have like two or three direwolves, which would, you know, then you've got a bad deck. I'm just thinking of just the amount of blood splatter. (laughs) It's a lot of blood splatter. On the mentioning of um, fealty and and, uh, uh, loyalty, um, obviously you can't reduce this, but what you can reduce, i.e. play for free, um, which is is winter is coming. Nice. You can do that mid-challenge with fealty, um, you know, for for nothing, um, and that's great. It's a good card. Raising claim. I like it. So Peel can build hyperclaim out of the box. I can. Yep. Uh, a little bit of Greyjoy. Greyjoy I don't think there is any um, other claim raising. No, so this is having to satisfy all our, our needs. But um, Yeah, so that and then three claim two plots. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like warm rain for the counterattack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but you can't run Carl Drogo with this, which is a shame. Good, because that's fucking stupid. Yes. He doesn't even know. He couldn't even point to bloody Winterfell on a map. <laughs> uh, other little ob- uh, observations I've made. This is purely art-based now. Uh, Rob Stark looks like the Penguin in Batman <laughs> Returns. Really? Yeah. He looks like Oswald right. Cobblepot. Isn't that Danny DeVito in it Batman is. Returns? Yep. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Terrible. Um, the art on Summer is fantastic. That is a dog in the sun. Look at him. Loving it. The sh- her, sorry. Some of the girl. And what's the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. Grey Wind looks a little bit like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. So they're my uh, really powerful observations. Uh, and cards I don't like. Um, out of this little selection. Uh... Bran Stark, I think. Just fuck off. He's C-3PO. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. C-3PO from Corset Star Wars? Yep. Yeah. And C-3PO can fuck right off. So I can assume Bran can fuck off as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Bran. I'm pissed off. So that's, that's my take on Stark. Write that down, put it in your pocket. I don't really like his art either. He looks a bit weird. Yeah, it's just it's a, got a massive forehead. It's just a kid on a horse, isn't it? Yeah, but his face looks weird. Should we say that to Bran? Yeah, say it to Bran. Like, Caitlin looks a bit weird as well. Yeah, it's not what I imagine for Catelyn Stark at all. No. I always thought Catelyn Stark kind of... She's presented in such a way that you... She's getting on a bit, but you still would. Yeah, well, she's supposed to be in her early 30s. Oh, is she? Well, Eddard yeah. looks quite young in his art. Ed, so. Eddard's only in his... He's only like 35 or something. Is he? Yeah, Tyrion's like 25 in the books. Oh. Um, but it's just, they don't do things that fit their ages. Uh, so yeah, so she is supposed to be a bit of a, a fitty still. To be yeah. honest, some of the things, if they, uh, in the TV show, if they were that age, it would be a little bit odd. Uh, yes. Especially Sansa. Um, yes. Yeah. Hey, but that didn't happen in the books, so that's fine. <laughs> That was Jane Poole when she was even younger. <laughs> in the, in the book. And it was worse. So count your lucky stars, yeah. people who haven't read the books. In the book, worse Daenerys the book. is 13. So, that's, you know, it could be a lot worse on screen. Put it that way. Um, 
I think she's 13. Oh, I'm sure someone she will is, pipe yeah. up and tell me I'm wrong. Um, so, yeah, uh, nice to see Ice making a comeback. I love the whole Valyrian steel attachment thing. It makes him sort of seem so awesome, having that trait. Yeah. Will it do anything? Let's have a look, shall we? Uh, it's a three-cost attachment, which makes my sort of head hurt, but I've got to realise this is a new world, and that's not a big deal. Mel's favourite was the three-cost attachment. And look at what that fucking thing used to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just like, can you imagine like Rusted Sword being a three-cost? Nope. Uh, it's loyal, which makes perfect... I'm not playing Rusted Sword. Now I can't use influence to put it in. No, it's bollocks, isn't it? Uh, start a character only. Attached character gets plus two strength. Yeah, not to be sniffed at. Reaction after you're in a military challenge in which attached character is participating. Sacrifice ice to choose and kill a character controlled by a losing opponent. That's pretty good. fucking good. Yep, and it comes before claim now. It does. Oh, it's dirty. Does it now? Yeah, reactions before claim. Oh my god, that's going to be amazing! Yeah, it makes stuff like, well, like warm rain work really well because you can use it before you get it discarded to entry claim. Mm. Yeah. And it lets you kill claim soak before the military challenge, so you would be able to kill the viper a lot easier now because you'll murder all the claim soak and then kill the viper for claim. Yeah. But I mean, this you don't. Yeah, they may as well reprint him. But this you don't have to worry about. You can just kill anybody. Yeah. It's not someone who's participating. Oh, I thought it was. No, Shit. The person wielding ice needs to be in the challenge, but then you can just kill anybody. That's really good. It's very good. But I don't really get why you have to discard ice. It's not a bloody throwing weapon. Uh, because otherwise it's bust. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, the thing is, ice gets broken in the books. Yeah, but not in the act of killing somebody. It doesn't go to lock the bloke's head off and it snaps. It's like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> well, but once it has, it's no longer the Stark sword, you know? What's the matter, Red Art? Oh, I've only gone and snapped ice on someone's neck again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but after it kills Eddard, isn't it broken, like, emotionally? Why is it? After it has to kill its owner. It's like a dog. Um, <laughs> It's not sitting in the corner, just weeping. What's the matter, Rice? Oh, I had to kill Eddard. There, there's a theory that Eddard walked into ice. Is there? Is there? Uh, I, I have heard rumblings of such a theory. Right. I think it's a joke, but I don't know what to believe anymore. Like <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> you can't walk not... into ice. So... Well, I assume you've heard like the, the Varys is a mermaid kind of thing. He's a merling. No, I haven't. That's my favourite theory. <laughs> That's why he smiles that smile, because he can't show his spiky teeth. <laughs> Varys is a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> is that a genuine no, theory? Uh, Define genuine. Yeah. Like, it has been laid out online, and if you read things the right way, there is a surprising amount of evidence for it. Okay. <laughs> but you have to be liberal with your reading. I'll link it to you later. It's well worth a read. Fair oh enough, God, Please link that into the, into the comments. Yeah, oh, that's my favourite. Put that on our page. These are coming thick and fast. So hang on, right? So number one, Eddard somehow walked into the sword that was about to murder him. That's, I that's... think that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Varys is a sea creature. Yeah. So is Illyrio. That's why they're plotting together. Okay. And so is Merin Trant, which is why he attacked Tyrion at the Blackwater because Tyrion had just set the river on fire. That is. That is... Oh my god. <laughs> That's terrible. I was going to Actually, have you heard the. Uh, Keep going, these are brilliant. The Benjen is Dario theory. Sorry, what? You know Benjen Stark? I'm aware of Benjen Stark. Yeah, 
he he realizes the White Walkers are coming, so he goes off to Fuck see Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah. yeah, because she, he needs to get the dragons to the wall. I've heard that Euron is uh, Dario. Yeah, and sometimes it's the same theory. <laughs> in that Euron is both Benjen and Dario. Well, have they ever been seen in the same room? Exactly. Yeah, there we go. More fact. So I'm willing to believe Tom and Baratheon and Valerian uh, uh, um, the Black have never been seen together. No, they have not. No. The, you know the uh, the old tomcat that Arya chases through King's Landing in the first book. Yeah. There's a theory that that is Rhaenys's cat. You know, um, Rhaegar's daughter. Yeah. Is Rhaegar, isn't it? Yeah. And because she had a big cat called Valerian, and he's really old. Not that that's particularly oh. game-changing theory. It's just that's a letdown after a lot yeah. too. Have you got any other ones <laughs> as funny as Varys is a mermaid? <laughs> Not off the top of my head, but I'll get digging. Oh my! God. Oh yes, Roos is a vampire. Right. Okay. I... That's why he flays people. He flays their skin and wears it like a cloak. I blame. Like, I like that this. one. Yeah, it's the bolt-on theory that he bolts on his cloak, his, on his skin. Okay. And that's why he drinks like a bolt-on. Bolt on. Bolt on. Yeah. That's, that ruined it. <laughs> I like that Roos is a vampire, though. Yeah. Um, and he's immortal. Is there any supporting evidence for that? Like, you've never seen him a son? Um, there is some stuff. Does live in the I can't remember what it is. Does he... I remember reading and thinking, that's a load of bollocks, but I kind of want to believe. Please link this, um, this font of knowledge you've got about... <laughs> all shit. Yeah. I'm, I get really I'm join in my breaks at work. I've got to be up. Literally, I've got to be up all night at work, so I'm going to join in with some of these, and I'm going to try and create one and see if it gets taken on board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what can we do? What can I try and come up with after a good think about something ludicrous? Um, hmm. Watch this space. Okay. <laughs> I will hear it next week. You there you can, go. Uh, you have to come up with your own theory. Uh, try and get someone to sort of agree with it. All right, I will do that. That will keep me occupied. Has anyone got any suggestions? By the way. Uh, let me know. Yeah. Also, suggestions for LOL's Nationals deck. Oh, no. Talk to my lawyer about that. Then. Right, come <laughs> Who is, whose phone, is, right, who's this, phone is this? This isn't my phone. This is the landline, and I can't stop it. It never rings. I just happen to be sat in the room with the landline, because... Should he'll answer it on air? He should. It's going to be sales. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh it stopped. Oh, sorry. You got louder as well. Yeah. Well, that's because I ran over to the phone like a mad... Mad Bishop. What, and that made you louder? Well, it did you when my microphone flew into my mouth. Bishop. I don't know, something. Okay, whatevs. Right, uh, I think we've covered Stark. Is there any more Stark cards that people like or dislike? <laughs> Eddard Stark. He's not loyal, I like it. Mm. Yeah, you can put He's... him in a barrow deck. Put him anywhere. That's Nedley. That's lovely. Yeah, he doesn't look how I imagine Eddard to look. He looks like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> And also, propped up on that pillar behind him. Are you looking at the art? It looks like uh, he's got a bazooka propped up against the, uh, the pillar. It does look a bit like a bazooka. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so it's like he's just scanning for targets. <laughs> Imagine how different Game of Thrones would be if Ed just had a bazooka. There's <laughs> the hound jousting, jousting in the courtyard. <laughs> free, free cost attachment, bazooka, weapon, anachronism. <laughs> What's that, Lannisters? You're coming for me. Okay. Take this. 
Um, after he's a, yeah, after a challenge initiated against you, stand Eddard. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yep. Yep. And uh, if you give him stealth. Yeah. He's lovely, jubbly. He ain't going nowhere. Nope. Until he walks into a sword. <laughs> exactly. And then cries. How disappointing would he be? He walks into a sword and then, like a week later, on Tarin throws him to a fire. <laughs> like, For fuck's sake! Can't do anything. Well, maybe he's alive now, an oathkeeper, and uh, is trying to. Save, Save his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, oh, there you go. That's your. You can expand on the wargaming to ice theory. God, that's yeah. nice. I can't get over how stupid that is. <laughs> oh dear. People had a lot of time between this book and the book that hasn't come out yet, and for that matter, all the other books. Uh, <laughs> and when people have time, they do bad things. Come up with complete nonsense. Yeah, okay. Well, speaking of nonsense, I think we're done with this subject, aren't we? Yep. Should we go on to Lannister? Yeah, come on in. Right. Uh, anyone want to start with their favourite Lannister card? Oh. Go on, yeah, you so, go. I was going to say, I'll take a little crack. I'm just, uh, I've got one up in front of me now. Yep. So, Jamie Lannister. Yep. They've made him a beast again, basically. They've just made him so he will just uh, come on and be one of those cards that you want to get rid of quickly. Yeah, he, he's pretty good. Not loyal. Not loyal. So there's a big problem here with him and Cal Drogo. Mm. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah. I always thought Magali Villeneuve did this art, but she doesn't. She does the one where he looks a bit evil and emo. Has this long blonde hair and he's got his sword out in front of him. The uh, the infamy one where when you yeah you kneel him to discard someone and if he has more power you discard them from play. Oh okay. She did that art. Yeah, I like this art though. Super. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people like, seem to hold their swords like that, don't they? Like over their shoulder. Sharp bit first. Like the blade. Obviously, it's not holding the blade. That'd be ridiculous. But it's in his scabbard. But um, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Just hold it normally, you fucking hipster. <laughs> um, Maybe he just likes hitting people with the hilt. Yeah. Smashing them. Like, that's how good a knight he is. He doesn't even use the blade. Yeah. Keep it fair for everybody. Um, yeah, it's a good card. Good art. Good ability. Fantastic uh, flavour text. We like that. Yeah. We agree, Bill. Like good shout. Thank you. Go on then, lol. What's yours? Uh, mine is Joffrey Brathian. I was thinking about that one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a reprint, isn't it? Pretty, pretty much. Exact reprint as well. Um, and like, same stat line and everything. Different art, though. Better art. Yeah, better art. Um, I love this. This uh, won me a melee game at my first event outside of Essex at Winter was Coming. Oh, really? Uh, I valid myself and uh, won in Moribund. I wasn't sure you I can't... had to do it. <laughs> but you can't do that anymore. Nope. I had to call Whammer over to check I could do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did it and uh, I won, yeah. Nice one. Uh, obviously, can't do it anymore, but you'll be surprising how easy this is to pull off. Especially in this environment. Let's have a little look how many lords and ladies there are. There are a shit ton. And Wildfire's going to be everywhere, so it's going to hit something. Yeah, it's definitely going to hit something. Uh, so how many ladies are there? And if, if you're running Tears of Lease in uh, Lannister, which you probably are, there is ten ladies. Um, none of them are bad, apart from really um, 
Alanis Greyjoy, who's pretty shit. But I think she'll be better in the future. You need her to be intrigued like icon. There's 14 lords. Awesome. And they are all good. Obviously, There's only going to be more. 13 if you take away the fact Joffrey can't trigger it on himself anymore. But he can on other people's lords. Yeah, other people's Joffreys. Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean, other people's Joffreys. Yeah, yeah so uh, a lot. A lot of targets there. Yep, and more points for being Magaliart. Yes, I'm really glad to see Magaliart um, because yeah. I was worried that she wasn't going to do any. Because she's done a lot of Lord of the Rings and a lot of magic. Um, yeah. So I mean, anything I can get signed at Starlet gets extra points. Yes. Uh, including lots of my Lord of the Rings and Star Wars cards. I didn't know you played Lord of the Rings. I've been playing it a lot recently with Secondary Dave. Oh. Uh, we're going through them one at a time. Me too. With the cards from each chapter pack. Yes. And we're currently on the fifth chapter pack. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so we'll have to discuss that. Yes. Um, but Twist of Fate is Megali Art, I believe, in Lord of the Rings. No, Star Wars. Yes, So I definitely want my twists signed. And she does one of the Stormtroopers as well, and a version of Luke. Yeah, so all of them, they're all getting signed. Yeah, poor Megali. She's going to be busy. Yep, I'll have to give her a big tip, phrasing. Yeah. Uh, go on in, mate, what's yours? Uh... Treachery, obviously. <laughs> because it is a poor man's, he calls it thinking. Yep, I thought you'd like that, Spuss. Yeah. Yeah. Interrupt when the effects of a triggered character, location, or attachment ability would initiate. Cancel those effects. And cancels. I love cancel. Are they? There's not a lot of cancels. knocking about. No, I love cancels. Cancels make me happy. Uh, in Star Wars, I like cancels. In Lord of the Rings, I run loads of cancels. And. Three times he calls it thinking in every deck. You need even my barrow decks. You've got. To. Uh, so although this one costs gold and you have to have a unique Lannister character, I'm still going to play it, and it's non-loyal. Oh my God, Peter, is that your phone there? You put on fucking vibrate. No, my phone has gone off the edge, mate. So I'm do not disturb. Dave, it's, that, it's not my phone. My phone is on silence. Well, it's been on silent for about three years well, since I started work. In fact, I don't even know where it is. <laughs> Hmm, wasn't mine. There's someone else in the call. Mm. Someone else is here. No, well, there is someone else in the call. Do speak up and let us know what card you like. Um, okay, so none of us has said Tyrion, and none of us has said Tywin, and none of us has said Cersei. Cersei looks like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> she does, which is deadly, I guess. But they should have used the Megali art. They should have just used Megali art for all the characters. Well, her, Jamie, and. Uh... Joffrey, because it's kind of a set. Yeah. Like they all look really nice together. The Cersei so. art um, is, is, is horrid. Doesn't look, I, doesn't look nice at all. I, I don't think it's bad, it's just it's not as good as some of the other Cersei art they've got. Uh, I'm, I'm so. not a big fan. Um, Cersei, like, you know, should be fit as a fucking butcher's dog. But um, <laughs> I think that's a different type of fit, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, but she looks horrible in this one. Whereas Magali Cersei is not as, as beautiful as she should be. So she's been done out there. So I desperately hope they're going to reprint. Um, well, not in reprint it, but the next Cersei card has actually got art befitting her on it. They could reprint uh, Lines of the Rock Cersei. I don't think she'd be broken. She'll be very playable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was just trying to sort of think exactly what this version of Cersei does because I forgot for a moment. Um, yeah, a reprint would be fine. Yeah. Oh, though she can't get deadly, but you can just give her stealth. That works. Yeah. 
and something else. Insight. Insight. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What about what things you don't like? I don't like Tywin. Tywin. Mm. Why? I don't think he's that good. Oh. Basically. He's expensive. Expensive. Um. The plus one strength for each gold in your gold pool. Yeah. Yeah. Having played some games, I've seen a surprising amount of gold left over because the cost curves aren't really that perfected yet. And you need to keep some for events, and you need to keep some for ambush. So he might get a little boost. And a 7 for 6 Tricon with Renown is a good stat line, I guess. Yeah, it just doesn't really do anything. He's a bit boring, isn't he? Yeah, and also the art is weird. It looks like he's at a rock concert. You know what they should have done? They should have used the other art from the Kingsguard Tywin. Because that's Magali art. I think it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, when in doubt, we use Magali, Magali art. Yeah. yeah. Or Alexandra. Yeah, or Danch. Yeah. Yep. Get Her Danch. husband. <laughs> yep. <coughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of bad Lannister cards, though, to be fair. Oh. Well, I don't like Lannisport Moneylender. Oh, what? <laughs> for, for many reasons. Firstly, he's limited. Yep. Secondly, he costs more than he used to. And thirdly, the most important, because of the art. That's the steward art, not the Moneylender art. Yes. And the Moneylender art has a special place in our heart, of course. The because the bastard of Stokeros looks exactly like him. Yeah. And has a shirt which has the text box of just the gold coin. <laughs> so yes. when you look at him, he's a card. He's a card, yeah. And... I like the bastard, even if he has knocked me out of multiple tournaments. Also, they fucked about with the weaponsmith, don't they? He's now a merchant, and he does a power archon. What? <laughs> yeah, this is ruining our Pokemon. Yeah. He used to be a Charmander, and now he's a Squirtle. Exactly. You can't just go for a Charmander from a Charmander to a Squirtle just like that. It's not. It's not possible. It's beyond the realm. Bang of out of order. That's what it is. Yes, um, the Charmander died and walked into the body of a Squirtle. That must be what happened. Does anything that, happen? Yeah, that would have happened. New theory. Yeah, I mean, just to clarify what I'm saying here before we get roundly condemned by the realm, um, I'm not saying Tywin is bad, I just don't like it. I think it's a bit boring, meh, you know, it's not very exciting, could be better. I mean, I mean, me saying that probably says a lot about how good the Lannister cards are across the board. Yep, that's true. They are pretty good. The things I do for love is amazing. It's like a second edition pushed into beyond from Cthulhu, isn't it? Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Where you basically pay their cost to just jog them on. Like, that's what this does, isn't it? It's like Gaston Gray. Sort of, yeah. Gaston Gray in Event 4. Yeah. Which I like, because I like Gaston Gray. Also, um, I'm looking at the things I do for love. Uh, Bran's getting pushed out that window, obviously. He's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got a bit of a tan as well. <laughs> Why are they all tanned? How is it possible? They were saying that. Have you ever been skiing? You do kind of get semi-sunburnt. Yeah, a sunburn. There's a nice caramel brown sort of, you know, I've been to the Seychelles for two weeks, look. Mm -hmm. Him and Theon, they lay around all day doing fuck all, while Rob's off working his ass off, ends up looking like the penguin. <laughs> what about that? It's richly at the top table. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, um, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll finish rattling on about artwork now. That's fair play. It's my thing. Will we ever finish rattling on about artwork? No, I, 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 it's become one of my favourite hobbies. <laughs> it's finding things in the art. Like yeah. Rocket launchers and stuff. 
<laughs> I really like the uh, the play restriction for things I do for love. You have to control a Lannister lord or a lady. Yes. That's Nedley. Yeah. That's dog's bollocks. Yeah, that is dog's bollocks. I, I do like that. Yeah, the, the subtext of that is, of course, you should really control both, and they should be doing it doggy style. <laughs> exactly. But See, I'm uh, I'm still looking at the tickler. Yeah. Let's yeah. I'm... Is that a euphemism? No, no, no. Seriously, <laughs> there's a Lannister card called the tickler. I know uh, there is. First <laughs> action. Neil... But what he's holding? What is he holding? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure That's out. That's the tickler. It looks like a tail from uh, Alien, almost. Like the end. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, he's got a xenomorph going. Oh, guys. I found loads of eggs upstairs. Everybody's like, got more important things to talk about. Um, but really. <laughs> yeah. He's really good in the corset. Yes. He's going to be really bad in however many years. This guy's never going away. And at that cost, you don't need to get rid of him. Just stick him in. True. If he's still around in dominance, have a crack. It, <laughs> yeah, there's no real downside to this. Uh, he's pretty, pretty efficient, unique chud. But look at that trait. Oh, yeah. Ari's going to get him. Your day is coming, Tickler. <laughs> Oakheart's on his way, and you are fucked. <laughs> All right. Are we done with Lannister, then? Yeah, we're done with Lannister. Sod the Lannisters. Okay. Screw him. So, I've mentioned it earlier, but now we're going on to favourite cards beginning with G, and my favourite card is, can you guess it? Gaston Grey. It's Gaston Grey! Gaston Grey. Uh, yeah, because it's the tits. Yeah. And unlike other podcasts, we rate our locations correctly. This is an A star. Yeah. <laughs> it's it defines which is a better generation. than an A. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, what can you say about Gaston Grey? Breaking hearts. Yep. And the art's good. Yep, and we now know it's quite nedly. Because Gaston Grey's a prison, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, so we, we quite like that. Yeah. Big fan. So that's fun. Uh, what's your favourite card, Craven? G is a tough one for me because every part of me feels like I should be saying Grand Good Brother, but I just don't like him. He's good, he's fine, all that sort of stuff, but just a bit too dull for me. I'm not really that bothered about Grand. Um, my favourite card beginning with G is Humble Gilly. Gilly? Yeah. Oh. We've got a swag all art for her, so that's good. Got nice alternate printing. Um, super efficient. Enables a lot of stuff now as well. Um, out of Lannister especially. Because of the... Um... No, no, that's bollocks. What am I talking about? She's not a nice watch. I think... <laughs> no, she's a wildling. Jan- Janos' conspirators. Yeah, no, they work with wildlings. Oh, do they? In which case, yeah. Other Night's Watch or a wildling. Oh, there we go. Um, and yeah, she can become remarkably efficient in, obviously, summer builds, which I don't tend to do very often. Um, for, you know, a number of reasons. But... Um, yeah, I like I like Gilly. She uh, has got it going on. I'm really shocked you didn't say Gilbert Farwind. You know what? So am I. <laughs> <laughs> he is the blockade of characters. He is. You know what? I've got the um, deck builder open. And yeah. Cargan DB first edition deck builder has gone tipped up tonight. And it's just stopping halfway down. Um, so... Considering I'm running on, well, I've only been awake about an hour, as we established before the podcast started, because I'm doing night, so I'm not quite with it. But um, I'm going to stick with it. I've made my decision. I do like Gilly. I do like her a lot. But Gilbert Farwind is, is great. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But that, that ally trait. Yeah. In our, in our meta, 
everyone's running Aris, even if you're not running Martel or Lannister. So there's only a matter of time. If it will cost you <laughs> five out of house, and you can't reduce him. So there's something to him, I suppose. Hey, you can reduce him with the uh, streets. Not if Gilbert's out. Oh, right, yeah, sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to stick with Gilly. Um, but it probably should have been Gilbert, yeah. Good call. All right, Peel? I'm going to go with something just purely on the fact that I've always enjoyed it as a Greyjoy player. Mm-hmm. And that's Grand Good Brother. Yeah, going with the double G's. Um, nothing wrong with a good double G. G squared. Yep, a bit G squared. Um, just because he can't be killed, basically. Um, he's just annoying for most people. And he'll survive a Valor turn. So you never need to waste one of your saves on him, which is always useful. Uh, you get him and Asher out at the same time. And then you've always got two characters on the board pending your meeting the terms. That icon pairing as well in Greyjoy is so good. Exactly. Except he's all fun and games until it's only him and a good character and the good character gets marched. Yes. Because yes. you can't choose this Yep, is, there is that. I, 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 this is why I've learned to sort of not use him all the time because there's so many times when he's out, someone else is out, I, I, I have to eat a military challenge or something's gone wrong and I'm stuck with Gran. <laughs> I don't want to have Gran around. Sometimes you need to kill your Gran. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair play. Um, honorable mentions: Ghost of High Heart. Uh, She's fun. Yeah, Ghost. Mm. Yep, yeah, yeah, Ghost. Uh, the Gates of Winterfell. Yeah. Which, unlike a lot of other House of Dreams decks, it really does define your deck. Because while well, yeah, Dragon Pit runs loads of shadows, and Tunnels runs loads of shadows, and uh, but Gates of Winterfell, you just run fifty-nine characters, and you're golden. Yeah. Well, that's just a wonderful thing. Booch is a monster. Uh, least favourite G card? Well, my personal least favourite G card is fucking Gaston Grey. It was, <laughs> it was good. Um, yeah, least favourite G. There's some pretty shit G cards, I'll be honest. Uh, Gossip yep. and Lies? Terrible. Not great, no. God's Wood Attendant, what does he even do? Something to do with shuffling your deck. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, I think he does something before that, but not sure. Yeah, there's a lot of poo ones. Um, good for the gander, that's top banner. Yeah, especially if you're running it in joust. Yeah. Well, but let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, uh, this. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I can't really think of it. I'm going to stick with Gold, good brother, just because he's all right and all that, but you're never really going to be throwing cards away in Greyjoy just in near locations. Not when storming the shore exists. No. You can do exactly the same thing for one card, really. Yeah. What about you, Peel? Well, again, um, haven't really had a huge look, but some that pop to mind are, for example... Sorry, I've got my G cards up in front of me as well. I'm doing the same as Craven. Got the list of Gs. Why did you not prep? You caught me unsurprised. I told you yesterday we were recording today. Well, yes, but I mean, with the worst card, we have been doing that. True. Every week, despite my loud... Probably Grandmaster Pycelle. Why is that? He's a pain in the ass. Okay. <laughs> Mainly, no. Well, when you're playing Greyjoy and you come up against something that's, if you win a challenge with Grandmaster Pycelle, discard two cards and run them from the losing opponent's hand, and he hits you with an intrigue with Cersei, and you're coming up against that like every bloody round, you just never have any cards in hand. It can you do redraw afterwards. 
Yeah, but what if he takes your beautiful ones? That's the problem. What if you yeah. get good ones back? This is the the constant paradox of without his beard. Yeah. What happens if good on you get intrigue challenged in by him? You have to lose those cards, draw the new ones back. They're really good, and then you lose those cards to the intrigue challenge again when Cersei hits you. This guy. Well, that, then you're sad. He was That's near, just the worst day ever, really. I think. Um, he was nearly my favourite card actually because he enables um, some pretty good maester based shit out of Lannister. To be honest, they need Lannister maesters needed this guy. Yeah. A free cost body um, with free strength, crucially, and a learned crest. Come on. That's yeah, good in Lannister good. maesters. Forget about the um, don't even trigger the response if you don't want to. But he's hilarious in play with uh, Podrick Payne. Yes. No draw for you, my friend. Yeah. So, um, he's all right. In my humble opinion. Ah, good stuff. Yeah. My, fa- my least favourite is Gilded Plate. Oh, yeah. Because it's shite. Yeah. Probably. It's like a bodyguard, except it's worse, because you have to pay a gold to use it. I used to think that card um, was so good when I first started playing. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, it can't save against Valor, so what is the fucking point? point. What's so, yeah. the point in carrying on? Yeah. Play bodyguard. Or just man up and play one copy of each unique and just don't worry about it. Then okay. when you lose them, have a Except little... For Tom. Two Tommons. That's the Alvaro way. <laughs> Two Tommons. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get heads on spiked. 